All right, everybody, welcome to the first episode or introduction episode of what the heck is going on? Why is Mike doing this? I don't know. I'm going to attempt to answer that question, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> why is there another podcast in the world? Why is there another person with a blog? What's what's the deal? Well, here's the deal. I've got too many thoughts in my head and not enough people in my life and outlets in my life to get them out. Um, whether that's because of COVID or my dwindling social interactions or friend groups, whatever it is, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I'm reading and talking about and thinking about. And I just feel like there's no outlet. And so I was like, huh, well, I know I like to read. I know I like to think through these kinds of things on my own. And I wish I had more people to talk to. So with all of those things mixed together, what is a good way to do that? And this is an idea I came up with. So honestly, I read a lot. My goal is typically to read a book a week, hopefully more than that. And I don't say that to impress anyone because I, I definitely don't meet that goal. That's just my attempt. Um, I didn't always read this much. So, I mean, in middle school and high school, I think I read probably like Captain Underpants, Harry Potter, and I read a couple books by C.S. Lewis. But that was the extent of what I had read between ages zero and 18. So freshman year of college was like a rude awakening. I remember one class my freshman year, I had three books for, and I was like, I'm never going to survive. Um, and then by my uh, junior year, I had a class that had 11 books. And I was like, wow, I'm so smart now. You know, you develop those muscles and skills to read and skim and uh, maybe not read. So it was around my sophomore year of college when it dawned on me that I can fake it till I make it. And I don't need to read every word of, of every reading and I can kind of just get the gist. Like when you have 80 pages of reading for an assignment and it's like, give me a one paragraph summary. You're like, huh, I guess I, I could probably just look at some like topic sentences and then put together an assignment. So for a couple of weeks, I was living the dream. Like I was like, oh, I, you know, I've got so much more free time. And then it dawned on me, I'm spending like, a crap ton of money, probably way too much money, um, but I'd do it again. But I'm spending way too much money on my education here to not do the work. Like, yeah, I can get the grades, but what's the point in spending all this money to hang out with people and not learn what I'm supposed to be learning? Because even if I didn't like a professor, like they're obviously qualified enough in a certain field to teach on it. And if they think this stuff's important to read, then I probably should read it. And I'm not saying I was perfect after that, but I really made that my, my goal at the end, like halfway through sophomore year. Like I'm going to do my best to read everything I can, at least in the classes for my majors, those gen ed courses, you know, you just got to survive, man. But um, yeah, I mean, after that I graduated and I still had this love for reading like nerdy theology or biblical studies or philosophy and i read other stuff too but th th that's definitely my pleasure reading um so i had so much work i had to do in school i couldn't read what i wanted but when i graduated it was like oh i can read whatever i want now which is cool except i had no one to talk about it with 
because the value I think of, you know, higher ed is it's not just, yeah. Okay. You have an expert or a professor, whoever teaching you things, but you're learning in community. So everyone's coming to class. You got 30 people walking in the room that all read the same book that week. And now we're discussing, did we think it was right? Did we think it was wrong? Were these good arguments, bad arguments? Did they miss the mark? Uh, you know, these are the things where it really changes your entire learning experience. And then writing papers, as dreadful as that process can be, is such an important process to learn because it forces you to get inside of the ideas that you're grappling with. Even if you hated an entire book or paper, you know, or whatever, writing the paper forced you to think really critically and carefully about like, how. okay, I know something's wrong here, but how do I articulate it in a way that, that proves it? And it, it solidified some of those ideas and those processes for you. Now, all that say, I, I still am not like the biggest fan of doing an assignment. But when I graduated college, I realized I could read whatever I wanted, but I didn't get to have a community of people to read it with anymore. And I didn't have to write papers anymore. And I'm not going to write papers for fun. But even though that saved me so much time and, and anxiety, it also caused me to not really process what I was reading nearly as well. So then I started graduate school or uh, seminary to get my MDiv degree. And there I was again, reading a bunch for school, but not being able to read so much for pleasure or what I wanted to read. But sadly, you know, when I was in seminary uh, and I'm, I'm still in, I've got another semester, but I realized most people weren't even doing the readings. So I was like, oh, cool. I can talk to these people about this stuff. Nope. They didn't care. They're just showing up, which I'm not trying to throw shade or anything. I'm so young and hip, throw shade. Um, but it, it was just like, oh, bummer. Like, not only do I have to read stuff I don't want to read, but I don't even get to like enjoy the process here either. And maybe that's just a, you know, unique to our seminary or uh, whatever. But yeah, it, it was an interesting transition out of college, at least. And now I'm wrapping up my seminary degree and I'm in a similar place of having access to all kinds of really cool stuff, you know, reading, you know, really interesting theology from the first three, four five centuries of the church, right? The early church or um, reading some different philosophers or there's just so much there um, that I think is so valuable but I recognize that most people don't want to spend their free time on a weekend reading like 200 plus pages of like some dense theology. And you shouldn't like as much as I think there's a lot of value there, like it's not the most accessible stuff. And it's taken years of me just sitting with it to really understand the lingo and understand like, okay, here's how they're formulating argument and, and here's where the meat is and here's the setup. And, you know, I'm a huge C.S. Lewis nerd, which anyone that knows me knows that. And I hate how all of his books start, whether they're fiction or nonfiction. I swear that man could not for the life of him write an intro to a book. And I think that's a huge barrier to people starting to read his stuff because the first two or three chapters are almost always a drag because you're like, what are you talking about? And it's like 1940s and 50s, you know, that older English style and it's a barrier. And I think Lewis is, at least for me, one of the most significant writers um, in my life. So I want people to love Lewis and I want to be able to tell them why he's so awesome. 
And at the same time, I recognize a lot of people aren't going to read him. A lot of people aren't going to read like Thomas Aquinas in their free time. A lot of people might not read uh, the Pope's encyclical. You might not like the Pope because you think he's a bad guy or, you know, there's all kinds of people that we, we kind of decide without even experimenting with what they have to offer that we're not going to look at it or study it or learn about it. And, and I get it because we only have so much time to budget. You know, maybe you're listening to this intro and you're like, Mike, I'm not even going to budget my time to listen to you, man. And it's like, all right, well, that's fine. Like I, I'm at a place personally where I'm, I'm not doing this um, so much for anyone else. I'm doing it really because I have to do it. And I just feel like I do. But my hope is that I can just kind of pull out a quote here or there or just tell you what I'm thinking about, like as a result of multiple things I've been reading and just kind of point to it and tell you why I think it's really significant. Obviously, that begs the question, who the heck are you to tell me what's important, Mike? Uh, nobody. Like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a scholar. I don't have a PhD. You know, all of these ways that you can measure success like that, I don't have those. So I don't, like, please don't think I'm trying to tell you, listen to what I'm saying because I'm so smart. Genuinely, what I'm trying to do is just give you a glimpse into how awesome some of these things are or how thought-provoking they are. Um, even if it sounds confusing up front, I, I really want to try to unpack some of these ideas and these quotes to show like there's a reason why people revere some of these names um, because they were so instrumental in the way that we think and act and live, whether that's just as a society or as a church. Um, it, it really is so important. And we don't recognize that like the, the thought processes we have today in 2021, as I'm starting this, uh, are a result of all of this hard work that we think is inaccessible or unimportant now. Um, so I, I could go on and on about that forever, um, but uh, I'll leave it at that. That's my goal is to just help anyone understand just a little bit more. We all love to read like one-off quotes from authors sometimes or thinkers, philosophers, church leaders. The quotes are great because it's like all of their good ideas narrowed down to two sentences, but to read all of the hundred pages that come before that, that really hit it home, we're like, ah, I don't really have time for that. So I'm hoping to kind of bridge that gap, like both give you some lesser known um quotes perhaps that you would have been exposed to and then unpack why I think they're so important. And again, maybe they're not. And I don't pretend that like I have this all figured out. Like some of this stuff is just stuff I'm reading that I think is important and think I need to think about further and I'll articulate that, but that's the goal. So um, last thing, because uh, none of this has been a quote here, um, but uh, I've got two good friends that we, we talk a lot and they, they'll ask me random questions sometimes and they, they crack up because they'll be like, oh, like, tell, yeah, tell me about the resurrection story. Why is this important? Why is that important? Or tell me about Calvinism. What's the deal? And I start talking because these are complicated questions. Like they're simple and yet very complex um, paradoxically. And um after about eight or nine minutes ago, Hey Mike, we weren't really expecting a PBS special. Can you just wrap this up in 30 seconds? I'm like, no, this is so complicated. You need to listen further. And they're like, yeah, 
no thank you. <laughs> like it's just become this running joke. So I kind of imagine that's a little bit of what this is. Um, me just having an outlet cause they're tired of my PBS specials. But, um, I also think about it. Like if I was getting coffee with any of you, like hopefully at some point and say, Oh, well, what are you watching? What are you reading? Like what's going on in your life? And I'd tell you what I'm reading and I'd tell you why I think it's awesome and why you should read it too. So I kind of imagine that this is kind of like us grabbing a coffee, but you know, you're not in Pittsburgh. So maybe you haven't come to, to see me and get a cup of coffee with me, but until you do, uh, this is kind of what I've got in the meantime. So that's the hope. Uh, who knows how long this will go on. Maybe nobody listens. Maybe no one's listening now. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So with, with that all being said, I'm going to leave it there. And if you're interested, just check out whatever episodes look interesting. Uh, I'll try to put the topics, chapter, book references so that you can find it. But if you see a topic that's interesting, click it. If you see one that's like, I don't want to read about or hear about that, then don't listen. But yeah. All right. We'll see how this goes.